Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. you'll be on your feet by now after seeing the pulpit start i thought that you will know what time it is amen church can i feel your excitement it's time for you to be refreshed it's time for you to be encouraged it's time for you to hear the word of god which is the best part of the service and church our mother is in the house help me welcome es joy Felipe bruce Lift up your hands this morning. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Many of you missed the worship time, missed the prayer time. So you just want to lift up your hands and for a few minutes you want to talk to the Lord. Just start to pray. If you speak in tongues, it's a time to speak in tongues. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. This is the first Sunday at the, in the last month of the year. And you just want to talk to God. You just want to say something to the Lord. Yes, Lord. Somehow he has kept us and he has brought us to this point. Oh, you have kept Lift us, up Lord. your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. You have brought us to this point, Lord. And we offer you thanks, O God. We are most grateful, O God. By your mighty right hand, yes. O Lord, you brought yes. us to this place, O Lord. It has been a remarkable year, but somehow yes, he has kept us. And you want to pray that the same grace that has kept you from January all the way through to the end of November, that same grace is going to keep you through this month of December. No matter what it is that's going on, lift your voice up, lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice.
the scripture from first timothy chapter 2 i exhort thee therefore that first of all supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty i read verse 2 again for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty hallelujah today is the 6th of december tomorrow is voting day and as we stand here we all represent different things some are voting for one end some are voting for another n some are voting for a c some are voting not at all we don't mind what you do that's your own personal business but our prayer together is that whatever happens at the end of it all may we lead a quiet and peaceable life in all good godliness and honesty we want to just lift up this momentous time in our nation before the Lord and we want to ask the guidance of the Lord the help of the Lord the mercy of the Lord lift up your voice and begin to pray begin to pray begin to pray Lift up your voice and begin to pray. You need to understand that it is the disobeying of this, this verse that causes chaos in nations. There are Christians there and we don't lift up those who have been placed over us before the Lord. And so today we are saying that let us just lift it up and pray. Pray for the certain Jesus. government. Pray for the one that is to come. Whatever the end is, yes. let it there be peace in the nation. In is Jesus. it a good prayer? It's a good prayer. I say, is it a good prayer? It's a good prayer. Yeah. That is God's instruction to us. He never told us to insult them. He never told us to condemn them. He never told us to do anything. Mm. He just said, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So lift up your voice today and begin to pray that as we go into these elections, Lord, may your will for us be done. And whatever that will is, we know that it is to give us a quiet and peaceable life. Lift yes. up your voice. You are yes. praying for just five minutes. Lift up your voice. Yes, Lord. Let your will be done, Lord. That your will, Lord, for us, Lord, is to live a quiet and peaceable life. as a body and we are declaring you're going to pray and say that lord anyone who should attempt to disturb the peace father claim from there in jesus just claim from there in jesus whatever god decides claim from there is 
church are you there maybe you don't believe your prayers but i believe my prayers i believe that um, when i obey god it works many years ago we were staying in tamale every two three days they'll spark there's fight there's this there's that you'll be at work they'll tell you you have to rush and come home and one day i woke up i said lord the person who is instigating this thing remove him remove him the lord removed a certain man who i didn't even know was part peace reigned peace peace so anybody who has planned every ammunition that is bought it will not be used Jesus. I said it will not be used. In Jesus' name. There will be no need for it. Mm. There will be no need for it because our God will just superintend it. Lift up your voice and pray. God alone and in you do we put our trust 
We give you praise for how far you have brought us as individuals and as a nation. And we commit our nation into your hands, oh God. Thank you that you have brought us to the eve of election day. We stand together and we agree, oh God. Your word says if we agree as touching anything, it will be done for us. And so, Lord, we agree that regardless of who we choose and what we choose, your will will be done. We agree that there will be peace. We agree that there will be quiet. We agree that all will go smoothly. And we agree that at the end of it, O oh Lord, there will be a clear winner. We agree that every plan of the enemy is destroyed. We agree that any, there is no shot that will be fired. That there will be no life that will be lost. We scatter every plan of the enemy. We bind every spirit of fear and every spirit of confusion. And we declare that you who are God alone, who has sat on your throne and you have superintended over the affairs of men, it is your will and your will alone that will be done. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Put your hands together and take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you not happy that you have come to church on the eve of elections? There was a time when elections are coming. By this time we are shivering. Yeah, but by the grace of God, he is the one who has watched over us and brought us to this point. Are you here or you have traveled? But even though we are not afraid, we also don't relax and allow the enemy to have his way. Are you there? Sometimes it's when you are relaxed that the enemy comes to scatter. But he will not scatter us at all. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't care which party you belong to. <laughs> you are my brother, you are my sister, you are my... Yes, yes. Amen. Are you there? We, know, we don't have to be the same to be at peace. Hey, are you there? I said we don't have to be the same to be at peace. Yeah. There's peace in my house. But I drink coffee and my husband drinks a certain tea. There's peace in my house. I like fufu and my husband likes rice. It's not a fight. Eat your, your rice. I would eat mine. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, if I like face the wall and you don't like face the wall, it cannot be a problem. Oh. Is it a problem? It cannot be a problem. It cannot. Amen. Are you there? So in my house, they are the coffee drinkers. We are two. Then some other people, I don't know what they drink. Oh. Hmm. Tell your neighbor, hmm. Some people drink mango juice. I don't see the mango juice in the house. <laughs> are you there or you have traveled? Even among the ladies, some have permed their hair, some haven't permed. It doesn't matter. Some have braided, some have fixed. It doesn't matter. Amen. Hallelujah. May we go, grow to realize that it is by diversity that life is interesting. If we were all the same, just take a look at the different colors in the hall. If all of us decided that all of us, we like only one color, it would be interesting. So look at your neighbor. If he's wearing black, tell them, you people to you, Deo, but we like you like that. And if your neighbor is wearing some loud red, tell the people to you are deaf, ah, but we like you like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So the Lord will keep us. Amen. And tomorrow do your civic duty early in the morning and come and perch in your house and relax and be happy in life. Amen and amen. Well, I'm starting a new series. Amen. Well, well I started it two weeks ago, but Chairman was here last week, so... We're continuing. 
I be- think I began to speak to you about faith. And today, I'm talking to you about faith is a power. Faith is a power. Amen. Faith is what? Yeah, faith is a power. Many times we like to quote Hebrews 11.1, 1, which says what? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And it's only the first two rows that seem to know this scripture. I don't know what Bible the rest of you have been reading. You better find a Bible and start to learn the word of God. Amen. Amen. Mm. (laughs) Hallelujah. Faith is a power. That's what I'm going to be talking to you about today. Faith is a power. Because normally when we say faith, you are thinking about something, something that is roaming, something, something, something. Are you there? Something is in the air, be something. (laughs) And that's why I want to share with you today about the fact that faith is a power. We are here on earth and as believers, God has given to us faith. And you need to understand that there are several powers operating on this earth. Money is a power. So there are things which people who have money can do that people who don't have money, they cannot do. It's a power. Are you there? Yeah. But when you sit down and you don't know where your power comes from, or you are just there, ajar, you have left yourself ajar. That's why every nation has an army. It didn't used to be like that. It used to be that some had army, some did not. And some people felt that we, we like peace. But one day, an agent of the devil woke up in the land of Germany. And he woke up and looked at a certain country and said, I feel that this country should be for me. And Hitler just woke up and they walked into Poland. They walked and said, we have taken over. It's for us. Imagine that you are in your house. They say, come on, clear out. It's for us. How? The reason was because Germany was armed to the teeth. And Poland, you see, those guys, the Germans, they had made their tanks. They had their, what? All kinds of things. Bombs. Different types of guns. And the Poles, they were there. We are not fighting with anybody. So they still had their horse. (laughs) Tell anybody, there's a game in your eyes. Some of you, in this day and age, you have spiritual horses that you are riding. You are just riding around. Then you have a little, uh, what? weapon that you are throwing. Meanwhile, meanwhile, spiritual bombs are available. Are you there? And that's why when you hear that somebody has cursed you, you start to shiver. Because you know that it has a certain power. But you don't know that you actually have a power that is greater than that. So you stand and you shiver. When we were building this part of the building that we are on, a certain man woke up one day. And he came here. He said that he had done some work we knew he had not done. Hey, are you there? Others who were involved in the work, other workmen said he didn't do that work. It was obvious. It's not work you can hide. Are you there? If you lift um, soil from here and you dump it over there, we should see the soil. So if there's no soil there, you have not lifted. It's as simple as that. He came and said he has lifted so many, um, I don't know what they call those buckets, trips of it. He said, no, it's not true. It is not true. So he talked plenty, talked plenty. Then he said, I will curse you people. 
You see, when you don't know your weapons, you start to shiver. Me, I was relaxing in my office when I heard it. She go ahead. It's not a problem. My Bible tells me that a curse, a curse without a cause, it cannot even land. So Reverend Leslie was outside here arguing with him. Reverend Leslie said, everywhere here, it is God's ground. He should exit and go and do his curse over there. And the man actually went. <laughs> so as he was taking his two eggs and breaking them and saying things, Reverend Leslie just opened the oil and also poured. Then we went to sleep. We forgot about him. Two days later. Tell your neighbor, two days later. As you have cursed us in broad daylight, you have come back under the shadow of darkness to come and tell us that you are sorry. They say you should come and reverse the curse. They say whether you reverse it or you leave it or what you do, we don't care. We don't care. Are you there? Why not? Because power past power. I said power past what? Power. So you must know the power that you have. When you don't know the power that you have, when a three-year-old is standing there saying that you see, I'll do something, you see. That's when you rise up as if you are a strong man and say, I'll be a three-year-old. Oh, come on. I'm asking you, when a three-year-old is in so you will you go and find a what? You go and find sticks, you go and collect people over a three-year-old. So why have you been shivering when the devil is making noise? I said, why have you been shivering? I came to share with you today that there is power that is more than power. Amen. And one of the powers, it's not the only power we have. We have powers. Oh, yes. Hey. Second Corinthians chapter 10. For the weapons of our warfare, not weapon, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To do what? Ah, the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. The what? Pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. And so that's why I'm sharing with you today that faith is also a power. Now, when you say something is a power, what do you mean? It means that the thing has the ability to act or to do something. If you really have faith, there are some things you can begin to see. Hallelujah. If you say something is a power, it means it can accomplish something. So your faith can accomplish something. It can do something. Hallelujah. Are you there? Power. Another meaning of power is strength strength another meaning is force so when you are a man or a woman of faith you possess a certain force that gets things done hey am i talking to somebody force that gets things what done one day we wanted to buy a certain piece of land to use for the work of god for church work and the owner of the land said, I won't sell. I have no need to sell the land. I don't plan to use the land, but I also will not sell the land. Instead of retreating to cry, we began to use our faith that we need that piece of land. 
When you are a person of faith, there are things you do. So we did the things people of faith do. I came to tell you that the man, he sold the land. He told me, he doesn't know why he's selling. Yes. He doesn't know why he's selling. But a power had applied itself to him. Amen. I said, a what? A power had applied itself to him. Yeah. You see, because your mind is all witchcraft, witchcraft. Some of you believe in the devil more than God. So as I'm saying a power, you are seeing some witchcraft spirit. No. I'm not talking about witchcraft. I'm talking about the power of God. The power of God. Hallelujah. (laughs) My dictionary also tells me that power can be talking about divine power. Yeah, God's power. Hallelujah. It's also an energy. Hey. You see some of you, the way you say, you don't have any energy. Hey. But your faith is an energy. That is why when you are doing something with your faith, you feel energized to do it. Yeah. So you may have been sitting there, table or something. Then you hear some word and it just enters you in a way and suddenly some energy has come. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, the way you are sitting in the chair, I think you need some, some faith. Something has to enter you so that you will shake yourself a little. Ah. Hallelujah. If you are sitting by your best friend, tell your best friend, that crying that you have been crying, you better stop. <laughs> hey! Hallelujah. Faith does not keep crying. Faith acts. Amen. So faith is a power. What does this power do? That's the discussion we are about to have this morning. Amen. What is the use of a power that doesn't do anything? Uh What's the use? So the power, it is when it comes to do something, that's when we appreciate it. And to see one of those cases, let us turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. I want to read this story first in the New Living Translation, just because it is easy English. One day, tell neighbor one day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats. How I wish I could just read my screen without the delays. Let me read here. At the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. Are you there? For he was awestruck 
by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others who were with him. Hallelujah. Today I came to share with you that faith is a power that converts failure into success. Faith is a power that converts failure into success. Here was a situation. Jesus needed a ship, a boat, so he used the boat. And when he had finished using the boat, he said to Peter, now there are some of you, you think that when God uses you, he doesn't pay. But this scripture is to show you that it's not true. When he finished using the boat, he paid Peter. How did he pay him? He told him, let down your net. Let down your net. Go out there, let down your net. Now, Peter said something, and this is the key. Peter said, the whole night, we have been fishing. The whole night. I need you to understand that Peter was a master fisherman. And Jesus was not a fisherman. And this is where some of us have a problem. Because we feel that Jesus has not lived our life. And so he doesn't know what we know about our life. Peter could have told Jesus that what right does a carpenter have to tell me that I should go further and fish? Uh, what we, did you know Jesus as a fisherman? We know him as a carpenter. Now here is the carpenter telling a fisherman where to go and fish, how to go and fish, when to go and fish, where to go and fish. But I'm happy to tell you today that when God gives us a word, that word is good to go. That word is available to do the work because if you are able to grab that word and apply your faith, your faith has power. And so David, um, Peter said to him that we have tried, uh, but because you say it, you know, the one who says something is what is important. Yeah. If somebody comes and says, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars, you can look at the person and say, nonsense, knock his head. But when you see somebody else who comes to say, the problem is not the thousand dollars, it's the person saying, ah, if you are saying, then I'll do it. So Peter just looked and he said, if you are the one saying it, then I'm going to take my boat. I'm going to go right back. I'm going to let down my net right there. And I'm going to fish again. And the Bible says the power in the faith. It went under the sea. And it began to gather fish. Come here. Come here. Enter. 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 Where they had gone and received nothing. They now fished and it was so much they had to call for help. I see somebody when you begin to apply your faith. Now things you are so blessed you have to call other people to come and eat the blessing some. Because in fact it's too much for you. The reason is that faith is a power. Peter had gone to fish before and he had failed. There are some of you when you are doing something and you fail you sit down crying. <laughs> I have failed. I failed the exam. I failed to get the job. My marriage has failed. I couldn't get a, a wife. My relationship has failed. And all you do is cry. I came to tell you today, there is no power in your tears. But if you believe God, your faith has 
power. Peter had failed. Master fisherman, he had come back with nothing. I don't know if the thing has happened to you before. Chesse, you have been your subject, you know. You have been in it. You have even taught others. And the others have passed. And you, who has been, you have failed. There are some of you also, you behave as if failure is your personal possession. That you alone have failed in this world. And so now you start to hide. Some of you, when you fail, you don't come to church anymore. And people will ask me, let me tell you something. Just take it, you can write it down. eh? People have failed before you. And some will fail after you. It's a part of life. The relationship that didn't work. <laughs> the next time you see a married person, ask him, how many times did your relationship fail before you married? <laughs> hey! The next time you see somebody who looks successful in business, ask them, how many times did you try to do business before it passed? You had a miscarriage and you're crying. Let me tell you a secret. When you see somebody with children, go and ask them, how many miscarriages did you have before you had those children? And stop behaving as if you alone. Failure has detected you like a radar. Your name is on it. Hey! And rather find another power. There is a power that failure cannot stand in front of. And that power is called faith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. That power is called faith. You are a center director. Every time you gather your center, one, two, three, four, five, then you say, I'm going to reach ten. When you reach nine, you say, I left one more to be ten. Then you come right back to five. Your center even looks like a basenta. And pastor, what is a basenta? It is the children from which centers are made. (laughs) You gather basentas to make a center. I have failed. Go and look for your faith. So I want to just give you two or three ways how to get this faith. Are you there? Because I'm tired of your crying. Hey, I was too much. Number one, decide to walk by faith. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. It's a what? It's a decision. It's not a feeling. Africans, we are feeling people. Everything, unless we feel it. Most of you who plan to vote tomorrow, the voting is not based on sense. It's based on feeling. I like this one. I like how this one smiles. I like the height of this one. He's from my family. He's from my tribe. We are feeling people. That's how we are. Yeah. That's why it's not always the best man who wins. Ah. Some years ago, we had the same candidates pitched against another candidate who was the only candidate who had proven his existence. We didn't vote for him. We didn't vote for him. He was the only one who could show us that I understand finances. I have done this. I have done that. Because it's not based on that. We are just feeling people. But you see, when you come to the things of God, you can't go by feelings. I beg you. I said you cannot go by what? Feelings. No. It's a decision. I will walk by faith. 
It's a decision that you make. So number one, you start with that decision. And I'm praying that each one who has heard my voice today, you are deciding to walk by faith. Hallelujah. Number two, look for a word. Look for a word. That's why I have a problem with you as you come to church empty-handed without a Bible. If I ask right now, how many people have Bibles here? You'll see that it's less than 20%. Of the 20%, 15% have it on the phone. And for me, that's a sign you don't read it. Nobody reads anything for a long time on their phone. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Because on that same phone, you have games. I have people who play games here, even in the church. May the Holy Spirit slap you. You will get a headache. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a place where we play games. I'm talking to somebody. Yeah. But you need the word of God because that is where you will see a word that you need. You see, the difference between the Peter who went out in the night to fish and didn't get any and the Peter who went out in the day and got fish, the difference is not the night and day. The difference is the word he heard. That's why he said, at thy word. If you say so, the King James says, at thy word. So you need a word for what you are going through. Something that will stand because that's where the power begins to come from. Are you in the house? Hey, I said, are you in the house? Yeah. If you are a believer, your task is to walk not by sight, but by faith. What do we mean by that? You may be undergoing something. You are going through something. You can even see the thing. But we're saying you don't go according to what you see. You go according to your faith. And for it to work, you need a word. I was 10 years old when somebody introduced me to pornography. I didn't even know what it was at the time. And it took me down a certain road in my life. Then I became a Christian. I gave my life to Christ when I was 22. And I knew that this thing was not a good thing. Are you there? But how to come out? And I'm talking to some of you. Uh, please, you who didn't have the problem, don't condemn us. Just be there. Uh-huh. Just be there. Yeah, just, just leave it for us. <laughs> Amen? Because it will interest you to know that you can be a Christian, but you are still bound to pornography. You are still bound. You are still looking for it. You are still searching it out. So I began to talk to God. I knew that this thing was incompatible with my Christian life. And I didn't want it in my life. But you see, pornography is a spirit. And when the spirit takes over you, you will say to yourself, I've stopped before you are where you are back. Today, I know that God allowed me to go through it because of you. So when you come and you start talking, I know what you are talking about. The Bible says with what you have been comforted, that's what you comfort others with. And that is when the Lord gave me a word. Tell your neighbor a word. Shall I share with you the word I was given? 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love 
and of a sound mind. You see, you were looking for the word pornography in the Bible. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> that word is it in the Bible? It's not in mine. I haven't seen it. But as he gave me this word, as I meditated on that scripture, I don't have a spirit of fear. So number one, this thing, I'll come out. I'll come out. It's because you're afraid of the devil. That's why you think he will not come out. So if I have a spirit of fear, I will come out. Number two, it says, I also have a spirit of power. If I have a spirit of power, I can break out of this thing. It says, I have a spirit of love. The strongest power on earth is love. That's what the Bible says. The greatest of these is love. And they said, and of a sound mind. I came to inform you that if you have been feeding on pornography, your mind is not sound. Ah. Your mind is not sound. Your thinking is not sound. You are actually not well. That's why you'll be sitting down there and when somebody is singing here, you are having images of the person naked. Your mind is not sound. Yeah. That's why somebody, some small girl will be dancing. You, you have stripped her as she's dancing. You are not well. You are not well. Nowadays, it's not just the men who are not well. The girls too are not well. No, it is true. It is true. It is true. You are not well. But the scripture says that God did not give me that unsound mind. He gave me a sound mind. I said, okay, that is the word. Then regardless of what is happening in my life, this word stands true. This word, it sounds true. I don't have a spirit of fear. I have enough power to break out of this thing. I have enough love of God in me to triumph. And my mind is sound. I don't know when the thing disappeared, but one day it just wasn't there anymore. It has never returned. Yes. Are you there? For me, that was the word. I don't know what you to go and look for your word. Up till today is one of my favorite scriptures. Because I've discovered that an unsound mind eh? How about you who are here? You are on the borderline of madness. It's true. It's true. The phone rings now. Who is calling you? You are mad. You are just totally mad. You can't live like that. And there are parents like that. There are mothers like that. There are wives like that. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I've been seeing this number has been calling you, calling you. You want to be somebody's Holy, holy Ghost. Who bought Damba? You are getting crazy and coming. Yeah. It's an unsound mind. It's an unsound mind. One day I went on visitation with somebody. I was in Tamale, in Kumasi, I was in Tamale. Ah. We were going. It was after work, 5 o'clock. 5.30, his wife called. So where are you? He said, oh, I'm doing visitation with mommy. 6 o'clock, his wife called. 6.15, she called. 6.30, she called. When I got out at 7 o'clock, I told her, I said, you, I will never go on visitation with you as long as you live again. But the truth is that that wife is getting mad. You see, now that I'm discussing, I'm talking about you, you see that you have become very quiet. <laughs> yeah. You are a man. You want to know where your wife is at every moment. Or where your daughter is at every time. You are mad. Oh, but I'm back. 
It's not physically possible. It's not possible. That's why I'm saying that you're getting crazy. It's not possible. And in fact, if you don't stop, you will go mad. You will grow mad. Everything you'll be jumping. Everything you're afraid. Everything you are... Hey. Your son comes from school. You go and search his things. Pastor, you see, I, I just want to know. You want to know? You want to know? Let me tell you something. If you open the eyes of a corpse, you will see a ghost. If you open the eyes of a corpse, you will see a ghost. Some things are not done. When you go and open, if you see what you want to see, what are you going to do about it? It's a question I'm asking you. What are you going to do about it? You have stolen yourself into your son's room. You have gone to open his things. Now you have seen three condoms. What are you going to say to him? But you see, I can give you a far better solution. Yeah. You are the mother. You are the father. Rise up as a parent. Pray for your child. Do warfare on your child. Deploy the Holy Ghost on your child. And stand there and see whether or not God will break through for you. Hey. Use your faith. I say use your what? Use your faith. Hallelujah. Hmm. Oh la la. I said faith is a power. As I'm standing here, I have three sons. They don't live with me. They don't live with me. So assuming I was dependent on searching their things, how will I be living by this time? But I believe God. I believe God. We were here when during COVID... It was time for my daughter-in-law to go and have her second baby. COVID had landed. Borders were closed. Nobody could go. What's going to happen? You think Ghana is a third world country? You should go and see where they live. That's third world. Are you here? At a point, rain fell. Floods everywhere. They sent us pictures walking through the mud. What are you going to do? Faith. Faith is a power. I said, faith is what? A power. I just woke up, Lord, I commit them to you. I prayed over them. Oh, you should see the little boy. Yeah, he's bigger and fatter than your baby. He's living in Ghana. What am I trying to say? Use your faith. Use the word of God. Amen? Stop following the guy. Stop walking as if if you don't hold him, he will leave you. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me talk to let, for a moment, let me talk to some pastor's wives. And the wives of some center directors. Listen, let me tell you something. It's not your beauty that is going to keep him close to you. Around that pastor are 50 other girls prettier than you better shape than you younger than you fresher than you nicer than you instead of going crazy I said instead of going crazy find a word 
I found a word in Ephesians chapter 5 and that word told me husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church when I wake up in the morning I open my Bible and I pray may he love me as Christ loved the church and then I'm going by now I should be worried I said otherwise by now I should be worried one of my husband's closest friends is this my sister here look at how she's nice petite fresh look at it hey hey slim hey ready <laughs> as I'm preaching here in ABRC he's in Bantama so he's assistant to a lady somebody will serve him lunch Somebody will carry his things. Somebody walking around him. I'll be sitting there saying, hey, okay. Are you in the house? Yeah. They'll be walking. Bishop, can I give you some tea? Bishop, can I get you a glass of water? <laughs> Bishop, we have missed you. We haven't seen you for a long time. Oh, Bishop, we love you. <laughs> MNA. I understood long ago. I'm not the Holy Ghost. But I believe the word. I said, I believe the word. And I found my scripture. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I'm at peace. I'm at peace. Yeah, Pastor, so what do you do when someone and girls are around him? I get to know them. I love them. I bring them to my house. I feed them. I hug them. They become my friends. I chat with them. And they become my daughters as well. You'll be there shivering. Hey! Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, mommy is preaching to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have time for only one more point. Don't worry, we'll be here next week as well. I said, Faith is a power. Ask your neighbor, have you decided to believe in God? It's a power. Yeah, it's a power. And some pastor, are you saying we shouldn't learn again? I'm not saying that. Did you not notice? After saying that, after believing the word Jesus spoke, Peter took his boat and pushed it to that place and went back to work. And he got, if he had sat on the shore, he would never have got the... the so, so believing God or, or standing with faith, that's not mean we don't work. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. Doesn't mean we don't work. Yeah, you do what you must do, but you have a word that you are standing on. Put your hands together for the Lord. Faith is a power. Hallelujah. Oh, are you going to be using your faith? Powerful. I'm going to share just one more with you. I have just, I thought my four points were short. Now I'm realizing that I can only preach once if. Oh, mercy. Shabbaso. Mekabatanda. Faith is a power. Turn your Bible with me to Mark chapter 10. I'm reading from verse 46. 
they came to Jericho and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people blind Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus sat by the highway side begging and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to cry out and say Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me and many charged him that he should hold his peace but he cried the more a great deal thou son of David have mercy on me and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called and they called a blind man saying unto him be of good comfort rise he calleth thee and he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus and Jesus answered and said unto him what wilt thou that I should do unto thee the blind man said unto him Lord that I might receive my sight and Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Faith is the power that converts sickness to health. Remember the first one, it converted what? Failure to success. And now we are saying it is the power that converts sickness to health. Hallelujah. Faith converts sickness to health amen many 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 times you will find out that as you are going to the doctor they get to a point and they can't go any further and that is when you turn to god i was very surprised when i started to have healing services to realize that many of us have things that have not been cured you have a headache all the time you go to the hospital they say check this do this test. they do all and inform you that everything is okay but still you know that you have a headache. Yeah, you know that you have a headache and you are not well. Amen. We are reading the story in Mark 10 of somebody who was blind and he was sitting down. I came to inform you that the man could not even see. So he had never seen the face of Jesus before. But not only he was, was he physically blind. Some of us are blind in our lives. We can't find our way, see our way clear. You have come to a certain point and you can't see your way clear. You have finished your, your, your wasi. You have been stuck huh? because you can't see your way clear. Should I go and do the exam again? Should I go and work? Should I just be there? Should I marry? And you are just wasting away. You are like blind Bartimaeus. And I'm giving you the analogy because it will help you to see that if he could find his way out, you also could find your way out. Are you with me? So this man was there. He was sitting by the roadside because he had no choice. And there are times in life when we come across something and we have no choice. That's why we are there. Not that we don't want to, but it's like we don't have any choice. When he heard that Jesus was passing, you are here, you have heard of Jesus. What have you done with the hearing that you have heard? Some of us hear about Jesus, but after we hear about Jesus, we continue to live and behave like unbelievers. And today I want to challenge you that it must have an effect on your life. Jesus must have an effect on your life. When you look at your life, you should be able to see things that you used to do that you have stopped. Tell your neighbor one of them. Something you used to do that you have stopped. Have you seen how quiet the room is? <laughs> hey! <laughs> if you really believe in Jesus, there will be some change in your life. But how you used to lie, you are still lying. How you used to steal. Hey! Tell that child to sit up and lift the head up before I send you to the children's uh, 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 section. Ha! We don't do such things here. No, you see, these are the things we do when the word of God is coming. And that's why you are bankrupt. 
Because already in the Bible, won't it be? You have some crap, but you don't open to read. So, I don't even know what to say, Pope. Zero word. Meanwhile, can you not see that the word is what we need to stand on to be able to do things? Hey. This man heard of Jesus. You, when you heard of Jesus, what has it done for you? The way you used to quarrel, you are quarreling like that. Ah. How you were lazy, you are still like that. Ah. Hey. Ask your neighbor, who are they talking to? <laughs> Tell the other neighbor, I think it's you. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. But you see the man. The Bible says that when they told him to be quiet, he shouted all the more. Because he was desperate. I wonder how desperate you are for Jesus. Some of you, you are desperate for money. Money makes you move. Money makes you wake up early. Money makes you run. But Jesus, you are not desperate for him. Hey. Hmm. Amen. So this man was there. He kept on shouting until Jesus heard. And that's why I need to tell somebody here, you have been praying about the thing and praying, but continue. Maybe shout even more because one day Jesus is going to hear you. And the Bible says that Jesus heard him and he stopped where he was. May Jesus hear your prayer and stop to answer you. Amen. So when he stopped, then he said, bring the guy to me. You'll notice that the same people who were telling him to shut up are the same people who said, hey, he's calling you. That's how it is. You want to follow people because some of you are always following what people are saying. Yeah? People will say this. People, you have to realize that we don't use what people will say. The same people who are saying A today, they'll be saying Z tomorrow. That's how we are. Amen. I hope you are in the church. Anyway. So, yes, I'm preaching. So he got up. The Bible says that he threw his cloak away. I like to read the story because to me, the cloak represents something which obstructs you. It's supposed to help you, but at a point, it obstructs you. If you're in a hurry, a cloak is a disturbance. If you are desperate, a cloak is disturbing you. And some of you, there are some things which, they are not wrong, but they are just a disturbance. They are just a weight. You spend all your time watching TV. It's a weight. <laughs> it's a weight. Somebody should just open this thing for me. Amen. It's a weight. And it's something that will disturb you when you want to follow Christ. You start to have visions of the last holy novella you were listening to. Yeah. Some relationships, that's why they have not worked. Because one person has been watching telenovela, ah, you now expect that the telenovela, it will happen in real life. And this is how. It's not like that. It's not like that. Hmm. <laughs> and so you are acting your own telenovela out with your life. Anyway, it's a weight. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Tell your neighbor, drop it. Some of the brothers, every football you have to watch. I don't understand. Ask the nearest. So that what? So that what? I mean, so that what? So that what? 
Liverpool has lost or what? So that's what? They don't know you. They don't care about you. I mean, so that's what? And when we came to church, me, this church, I don't get again. When I went to church, they said I shouldn't watch football. There's cotton wool in your head. I didn't say that. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the thing has become an obstruction. It means it's too much. But blind Bartimaeus, you see, he could have said, hey, this is my coat. If the man doesn't heal me, I'll need it tonight to keep myself warm. Let me keep it. But he said, Charlie, it's Jesus who's calling me. I'm going to bank my everything on this Jesus. Some of us, we are not seen top because we have not banked everything on Jesus. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and he will receive nothing from the Lord. Book, the book of James. So you are here, there, here, there, here, there. Unstable. Today you believe God. Tomorrow you don't believe him. Today you are in church. Tomorrow you are not in church. You won't receive anything. Blind Bartimaeus, he cast his last card. His last card. Charlie, let the drop the thing. I need to reach the man first. When he got to Jesus, Jesus asked him a question which doesn't make sense to me because I thought it should be obvious that if a blind man is calling you, it's because he wants his sight. But you can see that Jesus asked him, what do you want? And you may think it's a foolish question until somebody is asking you, what do you want? You realize that you don't know what you want. That's why up to now, you are 35, you are not married, you don't know what you want. You are 40. You don't own a piece of land yet because you don't know what you want. You are 22. No job, no school because you don't know what you want. You are here. Your Christian life is down and interesting and a problem to you because you don't know what you want. The day that you know what you want, that's the day that things will begin to resolve. So the Lord asked him, what do you want? And he was very clear that I may receive my sight. He didn't start giving Jesus foolish sermons. Uh, you see, uh, Jesus, last three days, I was eating and uh, as I was eating, I started coughing and uh, as I was coughing, my stomach was doing me rhythm. And uh, no, no. To the point, I can't see. I want to see. Today, Jesus is asking you, what do you want? What do you want? Some of us, we want money plenty, God small. You'll be standing. It's true. It's true. Yeah. We want holiness small, sickness small. Mm. We want this and we want that. That's why nothing is happening. That's why nothing is happening. The day you really decide what you want, you'll get an answer. Hey, Jesus' answer to the man was so interesting to me. I thought that he would lay his hands on him, pour some oil on him, do something. I mean, we like drama. Don't you like drama? At least me, I like drama. There was no drama. Jesus said, go. Your faith, not my, not my power, your faith. I told you that faith is a power. He said, your faith, not my power. 
Your faith, not my healing power. Your faith, not what I have. Your faith, not because I'm the son of God. Your faith has made you whole. That's why I came to tell you that it is a power. It is what? A power. It is a power. This is not the only example in the Bible. In Mark chapter 5, we meet the woman with the issue of blood. She had been bleeding for 12 years. You see, if you're a woman, you know what it is to bleed for one week. That's one week, grandpa, and also. We know they see top. Are you there? 12 years. The Bible said that she had gone to many physicians and she had spent everything that she had and she was not better. But then she too, she heard about Jesus. And the Bible says that when she heard, she decided that this man, I got to see him. In those days, a woman who was bleeding had to keep herself apart from people. You see. But she decided that, look, that's why I'm sharing with some of you, and you have to become single-minded for Jesus. It is your lack of single-mindedness that is the problem. The woman decided that, I don't care about the other people. Is this one Jesus I'm looking for? And she began to press through the people. Press like that. <laughs> she was not hitting, and she just... And she said to herself, if I can get close enough to touch what he's wearing, I'll be okay. I don't know where she got that faith from because up until this point, we have not seen it in the Bible anywhere. It's later in the book of Acts that we hear that, oh, they were touching Paul, touching his garment. But by this time, it had not happened. So Mark 5, I want you to see the power of her faith. The whole thing happened just because of her faith. She said in herself, she didn't even open her mouth, that if she's able to reach him and touch not even the top, but under there, if she can just touch the hem, she'll be okay. She went and she touched the hem. Exactly what she said was what happened. To the extent that Jesus turned and said, who touched me? And the Bible said when she touched him, the fountain of her blood, which had come for 12 years, it was dried up. That was it. I'm speaking to somebody to tell you that your problem is not special. It's not strange. 12 years. Yours, maybe four years. Maybe five. You can't give up hope. Ah. Tell anybody, you can't give up hope. You can't give up hope. 12 years. When Jesus, you know, she, she was now shivering because Jesus said, who touched me? So she came and told him the story. Please, what did Jesus say? He said unto her, daughter, your what? Your what? Your what? His power. His miracle power. The fact that he was the son of God. But what? Your faith, not even Jesus' faith, but your faith, the very faith she had, her own faith, your faith has made you whole. Not anything, your faith has made you whole. I came to just encourage you today and to say to you that you have a power with you. Faith is a power. Faith is a power. When an armed robber is entering your house and you have a gun, do you allow him to enter? Do you allow him to come and ravish your children? Okay, you have a gun. The power of a gun, you have one. Arm robber is coming. You wait to see what he's going to do. 
You wait for him to finish spoiling everything. You wait for him to shoot you. Because you have a gun, you believe that that gun, if you fire it, the thing is over. But you have a power that is greater than any gun. And it is the power of what? Faith. It's the power of faith. Hallelujah. Today, I want to encourage you that whatever you are standing in, it's time for you to pick up faith. Make a decision. Let me finish by just sharing with you. I, was, I started to talk to you about how to get that faith. And I shared the first one. I said, you make a decision, isn't it? The second one I said to you was, you find a word. Today, this word that we have shared, Christ, is a word. Amen? The third thing I want to say to you is that you need to continue speaking positively about the thing. Many of us, our double-mindedness is shown in our speech. Oh, I jumped to saying, and you, that's your confession. So shall it be. So how will you get sicker? It's your confession. So you need to change your confession. You need to what? Change your confession. Change the way you speak. I want to speak to the mothers who are always cursing their children. You get what you want, what you said. That's true. You get what you said. There was a lady who had two children. She named one angel and the other devil. She said the devil was troublesome. She actually named her devil. Yeah. She actually named her devil. The last time I heard about this from my father, the girl was in jail. The devil that they had called her, she had become. Yeah. You have done it with your mouth. You cannot curse anybody. When you look at it, eh, you will not do well in this life. You have used your mouth to say it. Then now, how many years later, are now coming that we should pray? About what? Please ask your neighbor, about what? Watch your mouth. The woman with the issue of blood, she got what she said. You also get what you say. So why not say something good? Because the Bible says the power of life and death is in your tongue. I'm ending. By the grace of God, I have children who have done reasonably well in school. But there was one of them who was always getting A's. And so one day when he came back with the thing and the thing is A, I said, hey, you have done well. Then he asked me, have you forgotten? I said, forgotten what? He said, you said it. I said, me. I couldn't remember. Then he reminded me of a camp we went to. And he said that as I was praying for people, when I got to him, I said, you will have a photographic memory. Everything that you read, you will remember. And that is what has happened to him. Everything that he reads, he reads, he remembers. So, unless he doesn't read it. But if he reads, he'll remember. I didn't realize that I was blessing him with something that will actually stay. What if I had said you'll be stupid forever? Hey! Yeah, but there are mothers who have spoken stupidity about their children. There are mothers who have spoken witchcraft into their children. There are mothers who have spoken what? Fathers who have spoken drama and brought to their daughters. Hey! You see that now you are quiet. Now that I'm dialing your number, you are quiet. Change it. And some of us, we've done it over our own lives. Me, I cannot. I'm always afraid. I'm shy. I'm what again? I'm afraid. I can't do. You see, you have said it over yourself. But from today, it is changing. I said from today, it is changing. Because faith is a power. Faith is a power. From today, don't fear any subject. Hey. Hey. 
I said, from today, don't what? Yeah. Hey, me, I don't know much. Change your confession. When you take the math book, I am a brain. I am a math shark. I can do math. I like math. Math is working for me. Keep going. It will change. Keep going. Hey, me, I don't like physics at all. Hey! <laughs> are you in the house? I don't like reading at all. That's why you are failing exams. Change your confession. Change your confession. And the last one. Begin to listen to messages every day. Preaching, videos, audios. Every day. Why? Because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. It doesn't even need to be a word of God about your consent. It's just the word of God. It will build. Hello? Instead of leaving the radio on to give you what? Which politician is fighting with who? <laughs> I want to ask you what you get from it. What do you get from it? Just anger? Ulcer? What again? <laughs> and the headache. And the truth is you will vote however you vote. Instead of that, leave some word of God plain. Build some faith. Eh? So are you saying that I shouldn't follow the election results? Excuse me, please. What time is the news? What time? Pastor said, what time is the news? <laughs> 7 o'clock. And what time again? Good. Can we agree? We are watching the news. 7 p.m. 10 p.m. That's all. After all, whoever will be president will be president, whether you listen or not. Hey. Amen. Instead of you listening to people who are fighting, quarreling, squabbling. So that what? So that what? Listen to some word that will give you faith to resolve your problems. Because I can assure you, whoever is coming can resolve it. <laughs> whoever is coming cannot resolve your problem. Spend some time getting some faith. And talking to the one who can resolve it. Stand to your feet this afternoon. Hallelujah. I want you to just pray for yourself. And the only prayer I want you to pray this afternoon. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Increase my faith. Begin to pray. Start talking to the Lord. Start talking to the Lord. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Increase my faith, O God. Rima Kahanda Baba, Lima, Rando Lobo Sanda, Rianda Rebe, Rianda Baba, lift your voice and pray. Don't just stand there, lift your voice and pray. 
Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your provision for us. You are the one who gave us faith and you are the one who shows us how to increase our faith. I pray for everyone who is stuck in a place. Help us to climb out in Jesus' name. Amen. Help us to move ahead and to move forward. Help us to break through and break out in yes. the name of Jesus. Help us to overcome the situations that face us and depress us. I pray, Lord, that you will heal our blindness. Whether it is physical blindness or God or spiritual blindness or we are just stuck in life, Lord, help us and cure us. Thank you for showing us in your word what to do. We give you all the praise and we give you all, all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone shall say, Amen and amen. amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. We receive Jesus by faith. You are here, you've not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you are uncertain where you will go if Jesus were to come today. I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, lift up your right hand where you are standing. And I just want to pray with you. The Bible says what you believe in your heart, you should just say it with your mouth. If you've lifted up your hand, maybe I can't see you, but come, just come to me. We're going to pray this prayer together. Let the, the pastor by you or the usher by you help you. Just come, just come. Leave the friend who is sitting by you and just come yourself. We're going to pray this prayer. It's a prayer we pray in faith, believing. If you have come before, you don't need to come again. Just come. Communion starts. I don't expect to see you moving at this time. I don't expect it. Let him congregation and your heart is beating and you are saying that I would like to go but but I am a bit afraid just step out and come Jesus is the one calling you and drawing you it's a sign that he's saying something to you this afternoon and so I'm giving you just a couple of minutes to join us and we will pray just step out of where you are and come just come Jesus is calling you 
those of you standing in front you just want to bow down your head and pray along as i pray you say it and let's join them you want to say lord jesus lord jesus i come to you today as a sinner please wash me in the blood of jesus cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, from today you, are my savior, you are my Savior, and you are my Lord. You are my Lord. I thank you, I thank you for, saving me, for saving me in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen, amen and amen. Father, I thank you for each one standing here. I pray, O oh God, that as they have given their lives to you, may they never go back in Jesus' name, but may they rather develop in their faith and grow in you. And the things of yours in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIDS. God richly bless you.